Welcome to the Why Did I Get Cancer podcast. I'm Deborah Herlax Enos, a small town girl turned TV nutritionist and healthy living expert. I design health programs for the average guy or gal, including those average guys named Metallica. On September 1st, 2020, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. I asked every oncologist the same question, why did I get cancer? But none of my doctors had good answers for me. I wanted answers and that's why I started this podcast. I wanna help you to lower your cancer risk and provide self-care tips for those in the battle. I'm getting answers and I wanna share them with you. What did I take away from today's episode? The importance of having safe people in your life. These are people who are really willing to tell you the truth. Anne had some safe people in her life. And what she said is that you just never know what is on the other side of transparency. And really, again, telling people about your secrets. And for Anne, what was on the other side of being transparent was the beginnings of Auntie Anne's pretzel franchise. And it became the most successful pretzel franchise in history. Listen to today's episode for part two of my candid conversation with Auntie Anne. That life of freedom is health producing in every aspect. So not only do people become encouraged when they see you walking through this life of freedom, but also your physical body, your heart, your your mind, it's almost like, you know, you're just renewing. And that's another one of my favorite words from the Bible. But you're just you you have become renewed inside of your body. Absolutely. And that's that's the the biggest surprise of all. You know, I mean it really is because I know that there's people listening to your podcast right now that, you know, in this place of whatever it was is that took you into this life of pain, this life of darkness, whatever that was, you you probably know what that was but you honestly don't know how to get out of that. You, you don't know how to, you, so you keep living the life. You keep going to church. You keep being a mom. You keep being a businesswoman. You keep, you maybe even, maybe you're a pastor. Maybe you're a school teacher. Maybe you're a famous somebody. You keep, you know, showing up for life every day. But but inside of you, you, you feel so uh, discouraged and disillusioned and confused and in such pain that you honestly don't know how to begin to live again. You're so afraid. Absolutely. Right. And you're, you're basically living a double life. You know, you, you do your, you know, public face, you know, at the supermarket or at the school or at church. Oh, sure, sure. How you doing? Sure. Oh, I'm just great. How are you? And then you go home and you don't talk to your family you don't play with your daughters, and you just go into this darkness. So how can we change that public face, meld the two together, and walk in true freedom? And it's really, as you said, confession, or just finding safe people who will listen to your story and encourage you and not make you wrong for the choices you made. That's such a great advice, Deb. I mean, it's really that simple. <laughs> but it's that hard, that hard. And, you know, so we all have the internal life that nobody sees. I, I don't, I see you externally right now, Deb, but I don't see your internal life. We all have two lives, the internal life that only me and God know about, honestly, me and God. And the external life is what everybody sees and knows about me and what I do, who I am out there in the world. But if if we can, if, if we can, um, that's the word I'm going to use right now. If we can focus 
on our internal life. What is inside of me that I don't like about me? What is it that I don't like about me? And that's the very thing that I need to tell you about, right? Right. Um, we, we like to talk about our great successes and how many people come to our meetings and what we've accomplished in life. Right, and, and how many likes we get on Instagram. Oh and goodness. none of that is real. None of that is real. Exactly. <laughs> we want it's people, not who you are. It's, we want people to see the external and, and they, we want people to think that we're amazing, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, it's true. And <laughs> so when you go into the internal life and you begin to write down, what is it? that I don't like about me. Start writing it down somewhere. What do I not? And this is something that my, my very first psychologist, counselor, told me in one, in one meeting, uh, soon after I told Jonas, we, we had five sessions uh, with one counselor in Troop, Texas. And I was locked up as tight as, I mean, there was no way for him to unlock me because I did not want to talk about it. I was so ashamed. I was so embarrassed. I was so guilty. I was in such pain. Now I brought, drug my husband into my life. And it was terrible. Right. And you still hadn't processed the fact Nothing. that your 19-month-old daughter was killed in, right. a, in a farm accident. Right. I never processed right. that for yeah. seven years. That's right. So in one of my sessions with him, he said to me, Anne, I want you to go home and I, write, I want you to come back next week and I want you to write on a piece of paper 10 things that you like about yourself. What a great exercise. Oh boy. I mean, oh yeah. Do you know what? I look, I, I, be, I bawled like a baby. I could, I said 10 things that I like about me. And he said, yes, I'll never forget it. I said, I said, hey, listen, I, don't, there is, I can't think of one thing that I like about Ann Byler. And he said, oh, okay. So then why don't we start with three things that happened to you that hurt you? Wow, okay. Now, I could relate to that. I, I was still there. I, I was. You could do 10 of those. <laughs> yeah. I could. Yeah, exactly. My point is, it's really important to begin to write down. If you can't talk about it, I, under, I do understand that. You have to understand what I'm talking about right now, Deborah, is that it's 25 years of living out this lifestyle of transparency, openness, honesty, James 5.16 model, talk about stuff that bothers me instead of stuffing it in my belly. So I understand how hard it is. But the only way out, and you said it, is to find someone. It's really the only way. You know what we do with our pain? We stuff it. We drink it away. We drug it away. We, we sex it away. We get really busy. We, we busy it away. We minister it away. I mean, all of these things that we do to kind of like, you know, stuff it so that we can feel good about me for a moment. And the hard thing is, and this is the principle, you find it throughout the word of God. I, I pick on James 5, 16. That's, that's my, my verse. But there are many, many, many verses in the word of God that talk about uh, freeing yourself, talking about being open. And, uh, there's so many. So if you want to change your life and you want to change who you are, if you don't like who you are, let me tell you, there is hope for you because God ordained for you to like who you are. Love your neighbor like you like yourself. He made you beautiful. He created you to house his presence and it grieves his heart. It grieves his heart that you don't like who you are. I understand it perfectly. So begin to just find the courage, sit down somewhere where it's just you and Jesus, maybe on your on your phone or find a notepad or something, begin to write 
what you don't like about you. And then decide, find a friend, somebody that you totally trust, totally trust. Not somebody, not somebody that thinks they have to give you answers. All right? No. Right. You're not looking for somebody to say, oh, no, that's not true. You're a wonderful person. And I love what I'm a mentor for at-risk youth. And one of the things I love about mentoring is I love you too much to let you stay the way you are. Right? And that's, that's what we're talking about here is somebody who loves you enough to hear you out and not try to change your mind. Yes. Right. Yes. You're confessing. You're telling your story and it's your story. Exactly. And, and, and you want to talk to somebody that understands that they have two ears. <laughs> two ears. One mouth, two ears. That means we have to listen twice as much as we talk. Okay, how many of us do that very well? I, I put my, myself in that category. <laughs> I hear you. But, but in my pain, honestly, I just wanted somebody to hear me out and then not judge me. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I feel like as believers, right. we right. need to be encouraged to, it's okay not to have all the answers for someone in deep pain. I mean, I, I, I love the model of Jesus. What, what did he do with people in great pain? He, he paid attention to them, number one. He saw them and he went to them. He listened to them. He touched them. And just if, if you look at his model, you will understand that I feel like Jesus is the greatest listener of all time. He's also the greatest storyteller of all time. He told stories, parables, to help under people understand the point he was trying to make. So when people come to us, I've practiced this. I'm much better at this than what I was, I promise you. There was a day in my life when I had no problems. I had all the answers. Voila. <laughs> uh, now I know I don't have all the answers. And I have learned that when you come to me with your pain, you really want me to listen. And you don't want me to throw Bible verses in your face the minute you say something that's a little bit, you know. That's right. We're here to carry one another's burdens. That's what was is told. we're told in the Word of God, to bear ye one another's burdens. How do I know what your burden is if you don't tell me? Well, maybe your house burned down or you lost a child or, or you need food. Those are, those are burdens as well. But the burden that most of us carry is the emotional, internal burden that we don't know right. how to carry it alone. And we're not meant to carry mm-hmm. it alone. So find someone. And it sounds like what you're talking about is, is compassion. Truly. It truly is. Compassion for our neighbors, for our family, but also compassion for ourselves. Absolutely. Forgiveness, I, I will say I, I struggled with that before cancer. And I, I would say I contributed potentially to my health and my lack of health because I— I was somebody who harbored unforgiveness for years. And then I do these scenarios in my head of, well, I, I should have done it that way, or I could have done it this way, or I should have said this to the person. And so even though I'm, I'm in health and wellness and have been for 30 years, my health for the last 10 years has not been great. And then I ended up with breast cancer. I had some forgiving to do. And I remember being in my oncologist's office and just saying, you know, why did I get cancer? I eat organic food. I have for 30 years. I jog. I run half marathons. I do hot yoga. How, how could this possibly have happened? And I just felt this, you know, thunderbolt in my head of what did you contribute? 
meaning? What did I what did I do? I mean, it, health is not just about diet and exercise, but it's also mm-hmm. mental. And that is um, that's right. I'm realizing the more I do this podcast, mm-hmm. the more the mental aspect really plays such a. A massive role, more than I ever expected in health. I I mean, you've heard my story in the last few few minutes, thirty minutes, forty five minutes, whatever long we've been, however long we've been on here. But, but you know, um, the physical ramifications for me were I was breaking. I mean, I was breaking down from the inside out. I mean, I my my stomach was a. I thought I had ulcers in my stomach for years. I finally went to the doctor, and he said, "No, no ulcers." I, I had no idea. My heart ached so bad that I went and had a, I thought I was having a heart attack. I went to the doctor about that and he tested me, said, he said, your, your heart is perfectly fine. I, I mean, I had constant headaches. I had back aches. I mean, even to the point where my knees were starting to get, I mean, I'm in my forties, come on. Right. <laughs> a little too you know, young for and this. I weighed 90, 92 pounds. I, I mean, why? So, I mean, I was physically breaking down and there is such a, and I'm not a nutritionist, but I, I've learned a lot about that in the last 20 years only because I wanted to feel better on the inside. I wanted to be physically well. And so I know there is a connection uh, with secrets, uh, living a double life. And maybe, you know, maybe it's not always living a double life, but you just have this thing in your past that you just cannot seem to overcome or cannot seem to forget or whatever it is. But yeah, it, it does take its toll on us physically, no doubt about it. And today, you know, since that time I've been able to, I don't run today anymore, but for for probably 15 years, I was able to run every day. I mean, I have a, a physically, I'm fine. I'm healthy. I've learned uh, all about nutrition and uh, eating better. And every now and again, I sneak a cookie or something, you know what I'm saying? But <laughs> but for the most part, I'm aware that what I put in my body is going to impact me, you know? So it's really important to know that. Would you say that your health improved fairly quickly after confessing and talking about your story to people? to Jonas and, and getting in some, some therapy? Yeah, there, there, it took longer than what I wanted it to take, because honestly, I did not understand all the things I understand today. So it was kind of like, you know, I made the confession. And then for a number of years, Jonas and I, you know, worked through some of our, maybe five years of, of our marriage and became, we were able to talk through things enough on our own and to where we had a decent, a good marriage. And a, it's like we'd started over again. And then the redemption that God really, a part of that, um, a part of that redemption was Auntie Anne's was six years later. And I went into Auntie Anne's with a lot of unresolved, not unresolved as far as I knew what happened to me, but I didn't understand the impact of my secrets that had just, um, I hadn't dealt with the aftermath of that. It's kind of like I was hit by the tsunami, then I survived the tsunami. I moved to another area. Jonas and I were still living together. We built a little house together. We had our family there, but I could not forget about the tsunami. And I never was able to talk about how that tsunami impacted me, body, soul, and spirit. And so that journey took me uh, quite a while, but it all started. My journey back to wholeness all started with my one confession with Jonas. And then a number of years later, I was able to go to a psychologist and he was able to help me understand. I need to just talk about 
everything in my life that ever happened to me. And I began to tell my story, first of all, to psychologists, never dreaming that I would ever tell my story to the world. But now that is what I live for. I love sharing my story for God's glory. I want people to understand, I don't know where you're at in life and you probably feel stuck, but let me tell you, there is a better life. God has a wonderful life in store for you. And it's really up to you just to pursue and open up your life and begin to be open and transparent as as much as you don't want to do that. And as hard as it seems, God never asks us to do something that we cannot do. And and he will help you. Um, Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's correct. Yeah, I'll try to keep this short. So out of our pain, our purpose was born. You know, you never know that when you're in the midst of your pain. You have no idea that God is actually forming, creating, doing something behind the scenes. And he certainly was for us. And and out of that, then Jonas and I began, uh, began to, to counsel couples in our home and out of the church and just wherever we, we wanted to help people. And so Jonas then began to study um, psychology f- out of Emerge Ministries in Akron, Ohio. And he got so intrigued with uh, people and, and what makes us stick like he was a mechanic and a car repairman so he's always very intuitive and wanted to know how what makes things work and so he took he took his car mechanic uh, inquisitive uh, mind into people like wow why how did we get to this place Anyway, yes, and so he began to do marriage counseling, and he was doing it as a free service because he was so passionate about wanting to help people. And at, at one point, then I said to him, "Well, hun, I'm you know obviously we're not making any money, so uh, I, I'm going to go to work." And so I went to work at a farmer's market, and that's where I learned about uh, about how to make soft pretzels. And seven months later. We were then able to buy our own store uh, at another farmer's market, and Auntie Anne's was born February the 5th, 1988. And I've always said that one little confession that I made to Jonas began the redemptive journey for us, but we had, without that one confession to him, there would be no Auntie Anne's today. There's no doubt about that, no doubt. So you never know what's on the other side of transparency. Be strong and courageous. And so so that's what um, that's what we did. And we had no idea that Aunt Anne's, we, we have an eighth grade education, as you mentioned, and we grew up in the Amish culture and uh, we know how to work hard. We knew how to love people and that's about it. And we wanted to serve God and we knew that God had redeemed us and that he had a whole whole purpose here, but we had no idea. We thought it was just one store in Downingtown, Pennsylvania. And that one store then was enough to, we made enough of money there for Jonas to be able to, to grow his counseling service. And uh, then we did two stores the first year and the next year we did 12. And the following year we did 35 stores and the following year we did 70 stores. So from 1988 to 1990, we built about 40 stores. And then from there, we went international. And the story is found in my book. It's called Overcome and Lead. And that will give you all of the details. And if, 
You know, there's a lot of questions. People wonder, how did we do this? And I, I have to say, more than anything, we knew, we quickly discovered that God had a purpose here that we didn't see coming, but we knew that there was something going on and that God had a plan for us. And we at one point decided, my husband said to me, we were trying to, you know, we were like, I, you know, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do franchising. We don't know anything about business. And we kind of, you know, we're a little bit like scared and a little whiny about, I don't know, I don't know. So the way we grew was, you know, God brought to us people that uh, that were, you know, knew more about business than we did. And God just, I mean, took us into the international world and, what grew us was the people that God brought our way. I I learned as I was building the company uh, on the job training. And uh, one thing that we knew for sure was that God created Antian's and it was um, a modern day business miracle. The other thing that we knew for sure was that God created Antian's to give. And so giving became our purpose with Antian's. And that, that part of my story is so exciting that I think we'll have to do another podcast, Deborah. To talk about that. <laughs> no, no, it was never. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think loving ourselves as we love our neighbors, loving God, understanding that we were created for a very specific purpose and understanding that Satan will do everything within his power to destroy you. And you know what he wants to destroy? Maybe not your body, maybe not physically, but what he wants to destroy is he wants to steal from you your ability to enjoy God's presence in your life. And if he can take that away from you, if like you're, you're living in a dark place, you're, I don't feel God, I don't know where he's God, that's where he wants to keep you. And, and so that's what he wants to destroy. And I'm telling you, when, we, when I came out of my dark world and I began to understand that God had a purpose for us, and I saw the beauty of my pain. I began to see the beauty of my pain. I'm like, oh my goodness, there, all along, there was a reason for all of this. And today, you know, I've said this many times, God gave me a pretzel first. And that was really, really important to me. And it was so fun. It was very exciting. But then he gave me a platform. And the platform is not for me to stand up there and tell you what to do. But the platform is for me to show Jesus to the world and to let people know and see what he's done for me and what he's done for me, he can do for you because he is no respecter of persons. I'm not, I am not special in the eyes of God. I'm not. And, and all of us have been created for a certain purpose. And I want people to like become inquisitive about why, why are you here? Right. I mean, you're still alive. Right. Why are you right. here? You're still alive. Right. That's right. What is your purpose? Your pur purpose is more than just work or binging on Netflix at night. You have a bigger purpose. And who needs to hear your story? Who needs to be encouraged by you today? And I know that that's what keeps me excited. And that's what keeps me going. Um, even with this podcast, I didn't want to start a podcast 
five months after my last cancer surgery, mm-hmm. but I felt like it was yeah. my next step mm-hmm. and not just my next step, but my next step in my healing mm-hmm. Absolutely. Was, was to really, you know, help people who were in the battle or even to help people avoid having to be here, <laughs> you know, where, okay, what can we, what can we do to try to avoid this mm-hmm. um, try to avoid cancer or any type of disease? And I think, you have really given us so much to think about today. And what I love is that you have walked out of darkness mm. and that can, that changes everything. It changes your family. It changes how you feel about yourself. It changes your, you on a cellular, cellular level Absolutely. so that you are walking in great health. You know, and when you, when you walk in the light, when you walk in the light, as he's in the light, and you discover your purpose, that that's a whole other level of life. And what I what I realized as I was discovering this, uh, finding my purpose, helped me to overcome. So so when you discover your purpose, it helps you overcome. Like it, it'll it'll get you up in the morning. It energizes you, know I mean? you right? It's, it's so energized because you're doing what you were created to do. Mm. When you find that right. purpose, right. It's, it's like God is, is not only walking with you. He's like running beside you because <laughs> it's so energizing when you find your purpose and you cannot help yourself. You just want to keep doing it over and over and over again. And you may come to an obstacle. Like here's something like, oh my goodness, Auntie Anne's was my obstacle. Like, I can't do this. But you know what? My purpose would tell me, yes, you can. You can overcome anything because this is my purpose for you. Walk That's in right. it. That's right. And having a purpose doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. Oh, no. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> no. But, not about easy at but all. But it does no. energize you. And I, I read some really interesting research. Um, I'm a fan of Blue Zones where there's seven areas in the world where people live to be 100 or more, usually in fantastic health. And one of their statistics was when you wake up with a purpose, mm-hmm. it can add seven great years oh. to your life. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I think my purpose gave me 40 years. <laughs> Probably. I, I'm not kidding you. I mean, honestly, because remember I said I was, I would rather have committed suicide. Yeah. It was easier for me to think about that than it was for me to think about telling the truth about my life. So I know that, that my confession, just walking in the light has given me at least 40, more, 40 years. 40 I'm, great years. Uh, no kidding. Right. Yes, ma'am. 40 great yeah. years with <laughs> yes. more and more and more to come. <laughs> yes, and I'm not done yet. That's awesome. You I know. <laughs> yes, your story is far from over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, thank you, Anne, so much. I can't thank you enough to, for coming on the podcast today. Why did I get cancer? And... Oh my gosh, you're just such a blessing to others. You're such a blessing to me. I loved your book. I'm going to get your next book, Overcoming to, Overcome to Lead. Overcome and Lead was Overcome released about eight months ago. And then okay. The Secret Lies Within was uh, published yes. about three years ago. Yes. So either one of those things, you can get them on my website, auntiannbyler.com, and we'll ship them to you. If you want a signed copy, if you want it, uh, you know, you can always order it from Amazon as well. So okay. either way. Oh, great. Thank you. And then I, 
Highly recommend also signing up for Anne's. Uh, is it a daily email or is it? it so I do a podcast you- once a week, and then but- you'll see me on pod- on uh, on the internet on different uh, uh, okay on different media in different media venues, social media like uh, Facebook and okay. Instagram and all that okay. stuff. So good. I'm and then there. I signed up for your for your emails, and I just got got a great one today Excellent. where you were talking about your your TEDx talk that you okay, gave yes. in Chicago. Yes, so I'm gonna. Um, I'm going to listen to that later today. Excellent. So, Excellent. Well, uh, well, thanks, Anne. Great having you on the podcast. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you, Deb. It was my honor to be with you today. God bless you. So inspired. So thank you. One of my favorite supplement companies is Seeking Health. This company was created by Dr. Ben Lynch, author of Dirty Jeans. I'm a huge fan. And one of the products that I love so much that he's created is this liquid vitamin D. My body has a hard time breaking down supplements. So I love the flexibility of having liquid vitamins. And I started this product a few weeks ago. I went to get my vitamin D tested and it had gone up significantly. So I was thrilled with the results and use the code ENOSFEB22 for 10% off your order. I love wearing my wireless headphones. They're so convenient, but I am concerned about wearing them for too long. There are native EMFs, electromagnetic frequencies that come from the sun or the earth. And then there are non-native, which come from cell phones, earbuds, electric blankets, just to name a few. I don't know about you, but I don't want high levels of EMFs around my body and certainly not my head. A few months ago, I saw an ad pop up on social media about a product called WaveBlock. This company created an anti-radiation sticker that deflects the majority of EMFs that are emitted by my earbuds. I was so intrigued that I actually called the owner of the company. We had a great conversation and I asked him some tough questions about his product. I walked away won over by his enthusiasm and his story of why. When I asked him why he created this product, his answer was to protect his kids that were surrounded by EMFs all day long. I feel like I can now wear my WaveBlock protected earbuds all day since 95% of the EMFs are deflected. In today's show notes, I have a coupon for 20% off of WaveBlock. Use the code ENOS20 when you purchase your WaveBlock products. Thank you for joining me today on the Why Did I Get Cancer podcast. I've got my shopping guide for all of my cancer self-care items in the show notes, along with information about today's guest and our show sponsors. And don't forget to subscribe to my podcast so you never miss an episode. Keep in mind, I'm not a doctor. I'm just a gal that got diagnosed with cancer and wanted answers. If you need medical advice, please be sure to consult with a medical professional. And thank you for listening. 